ಅಥನವನವತಿತಮಸ್ಸರ್ಗಷ್ಟಾಂ ಸೇನಾತ್ಸುಕೋ ಭರತಸ್ತ ಜಗಾಮ್ರಾತರಂದ್ರಷ್ಟುಂ ಶತ್ರುಘ್ನಮನುದರ್ಶಯನ್ ಋಷಿ ವಸಿಷ್ಠ ಸಂದಿಶ್ಯ ಮಾತೃರ್ಮೇ ಶೀಘ್ರಮಾನಯಗ್ರೆ ಸ ಜಗಾಮುರುವತ್ಸಲ ಸುಮಂತ್ರಸ್ತಿ ಶತ್ರುಘ್ನಮೂರಾದನ್ವಪದ್ಯತ ರಾಮದರ್ಶನಜಸ್ತರ್ಷೋ ಭರತಸ್ಥ ಭರತಸ್ಥಾಪಸಾಲಯ ಸಂಸ್ಥಿ ಭ್ರಾತುಪರ್ಣಕುಟೀಂ ಶ್ರೀಮಾನುಟಜಂಚ ದರ್ಶ ಶಾಲಾಸ್ತ್ರಗ್ರತಸ್ತಸ್ಯದರ್ಶಭರತಸ್ತಕ್ಷ್ಮಣಸ್ಯಮಸ್ಯದರ್ಶಾಶ್
ಪುಟಜಯರಾಮಮಾಸೀನಂ ಜಟಾಮಂಡಲಧಾರಿಣಂ ಕೃಷ್ಣಜನಧರಂತಂತುಚೀರವಲ್ಕಲವಾಸಸಂ ದದರ್ಶರಾಮಮಾಸೀನಮಿತ ಪಾವಕೋಪಮಂ ಸಿಂಹಸ್ಕಂಧಂ ಮಹಾಬಾಹು ಪುಂಡರೀಕನಿಭೇಕ್ಷಣ ಪೃಥಿವ್ಯಾಸಾಗರಾಂತರ್ತಾರಂ ಧರ್ಮಚಾರಿಣ ಉಪವಿಷ್ಟಂ ಮಹಾಬಾಹು ಬ್ರಹ್ಮಣಮಿವ ಶಾಶ್ವತ ಸ್ಥಂಡಿಲೇದರ್ಭಸಂಸ್ತೀರ್ಣೆ ಸೀತೆಯಕ್ಷ್ಮಣೇನ ತಂದ್ರಷ್ಟ್ರೀಮಾಂಶೋಕಮೋಹಪರಿಪ್ಲುತ ಅಭ್ಯಧಾವತರ್ಮಾತ್ಮರತೈಕೈಸುತ ದೃಷ್ಟ್ವೈವಿಲಾಪಾರ್ಥೋಭಾಷ್ಮಸಂದಿಗ್ಧಯಾಗಿರಾಶಕ್ನವನ್ವಾರಯುತ್ಧೈ
pointing out on the way to Shatrughna the marks indicating the presence of a hermitage nearby. Requesting sage Vasishta in the following words, Pray, fetch my mother's promptly, Bharata, who was fond of his elder brother, hastily pressed forward. Sumantra too, for his part, closely followed Shatrughna, for an ardent longing for the sight of Sri Rama possessed his heart too, as Bharata's. Even while proceeding, Bharata, who was now radiant with joy at the prospect of meeting Sri Rama, beheld the hut made of leafy twigs belonging to his elder brother and built after the style of hermit's dwellings as well as another cottage enclosed with a wooden wall and provided with doors intended for Sita. So the tradition goes. In front of that hut, Bharata saw at that time hewn pieces of wood as well as flowers gathered for worship. He also perceived tokens for indicating the way, made on trees here and there with blades of kusha grass and strips of cloth by Lakshmana and Sri Rama while returning to the hermitage from the riverside after a bath or with water fetched from the river. He further beheld in the vicinity of that cottage large heaps made of the dried dung of deer and wild buffaloes for protection against cold. Even while going, the mighty-armed Bharata, who was full of glory, spoke with delight as follows on that occasion to Shatrughna, as well as to all those ministers that had accompanied him. I believe we have reached that region of which Rishi Bharadwaja spoke to us. I conclude the river Mandakini to be not very far from this place. Since strips of cloth are seen fastened to the trees high up, this may be the path provided with identifications by Lakshmana, wishing to go out for a bath or in order to bring water from the river at odd hours. On this side, two swift-footed elephants, distinguished by huge tusks, roam about trumpeting at one another in the flanks of the mountain. There can be seen the thick smoke of the sacred fire which ascetics in a forest seek to preserve incessantly for pouring oblations into it both morning and evening. Here I shall be able to see Sri Rama, a scion of Raghu, my elder brother, a veritable tiger among men who shows respect to his elders, highly delighted like an eminent sage. Then, going a while, the celebrated Bharata, a scion of Raghu, for his part, reached Chitrakuta on the bank of the Mandakini and spoke as follows to those men that had accompanied him. Having reached a lonely place, Sri Rama, a tiger among men, a ruler of the people, sits delighted on the bare ground in the posture of a hero with his left foot placed on his right knee. Woe be to my birth along with my life. Fallen in adversity in the shape of being deprived of his inheritance and exiled on my account, Sri Rama, a scion of Raghu, the protector of the world, who is possessed of great splendor, is dwelling in the forest, having completely given up all enjoyments. Reviled thus by the world, I shall fall at the feet of Sri Rama, Sita and Lakshmana today, with a view to propitiating them. Wailing as aforesaid, the celebrated Bharata, a son of Dasharatha, 
beheld in that forest a large and holy hut of leafy twigs pleasing to the mind and thatched with abundant leaves of sala palmyra and ashwakarna trees thus appearing from a distance like an extensive altar softly overspread with blades of kusha grass in a sacrificial performance the hut was adorned with very strong bows plated with gold at the back and shining like rainbows instrumental in accomplishing great deeds and capable of causing pain to the enemy it was further graced with fearful arrows encased in quivers and shining like sunbeams in the same way as bhogavati the realm of nagas is graced by serpents with incandescent hoods the hut was also decked with a couple of swords encased in sheets of gold and further adorned with two shields emblazoned with flowers of gold distinguished by gloves of iguana skin decked with excellent gold and hanging on walls the hut was unassailable by hordes of enemies even as the lair of a lion is incapable of being assailed by deer in that habitat of shri rama bharata also beheld a spacious holy altar inclining towards the southeast and with a lighted fire placed on it fixing his gaze a while bharata for his part described his elder brother shri rama seated in the hut wearing a rounded mass of matted hair on his head he saw the said shri rama wearing the skin of a black buck and clad in a strip of bark and resembling fire in brilliance seated close by he saw the mighty armed shri rama the protector of the earth extending up to the ocean who had shoulders resembling a lion's and eyes resembling a pair of lotuses and was given to the practice of virtue seated like the eternal brahma the creator on a leveled and squared piece of ground strewn with blades of the sacred kusha grass along with sita and lakshmana overwhelmed with agony and infatuation the glorious bharata son of kaikeyi whose mind was given to piety rushed towards him on seeing him distressed at his very sight he wailed as follows in a voice choked with tears unable as he was to restrain his agony through firmness and failing to articulate words here is that very elder brother of mine sitting in the company of wild deer who deserves to be attended upon by ministers in a royal assembly the same exalted soul who was used to wearing clothes worth many thousands in the city of ayodhya puts on in this forest today pieces of deer skin one about his loins and the other as an upper garment discharging his sacred obligation towards his father how does the self same shri rama a scion of raghu who ever adorned his head with beautiful flowers of every description endure now this burden of matted locks on his head he who deserved to acquire merit through sacrificial performances undertaken as enjoined by the scriptures is st- striving after merit earned through mortification of the flesh how is this person of my celebrated elder brother which used to be adorned with sandal paste of great value is now covered with dirt shri rama who deserves all kinds of comforts has met with this misfortune on my account 
woe to my life, condemned by the world, cruel as I am. Loudly wailing as aforesaid, Bharata, who was feeling miserable, his lotus-like countenance covered with perspiration, fell down crying, unable as he was to place his hands on the feet of Sri Rama. Pitifully saying, O worshipful brother, but once the very mighty Prince Bharata, tormented as he was with agony, said nothing further. Crying at the top of his voice, My noble brother, only on perceiving the illustrious Sri Rama, he could not speak further, his throat choked with tears. Shedding tears, Shatrugna as well bowed down at the feet of Sri Rama. And closely embracing them both, Sri Rama too began dropping tears. The two princes, Sri Rama and Lakshmana, then embraced Sumantra as well as Guha in the forest, even as the sun and the moon conjoin with Venus and Jupiter in the heavens. Perceiving the aforesaid princes, who deserved to ride on lordly elephants, literally the leaders of herds of elephants, come together in that forest, all those dwellers in forests, for their part, began to shed tears, totally giving up joy, bone of his blessed sight. Thus ends Canto 99 in the Ayodhya Kanda of the glorious Ramayana of Valmiki, the work of a Rishi and the oldest epic.